I'm here. This is Simbi Podcast. Welcome to it. And I fucked up the intro already, but I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with it because you know, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. T- I-, I am Gary Hill. I'm one of your your hosts for today, tonight, today, whatever whatever time zone you're in. It's 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 nighttime somewhere. I'm sure. Um, wherever you watch it. Wherever you watch it. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. I have no. Um, not, no. I have no. I have none of my regular co-hosts with me tonight. Uh, but I do have uh, another eligible lady, lady here with me, uh, person, if you will, well, whatever, whatever she, these children call themselves these days. I don't know. It, it, it kind of drives me. I don't mean to offend ever, but um, she she is one half, one third, one third. We'll call her one third of the they they must be destroyed on sight crew. The brand new kid on the block, Lady Lee. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I guess technically it's one quarter because we also have Paul. Yeah, when Paul, he can show up. Paul shows up sometimes. Yeah, so one quarter. Yeah. He's more original than I am. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just I'm just there. I'm that other person. I'm the I am the one who finishes the wheel set. So we have four yeah. wheels. Yeah. We have a good car. <laughs> so, so when Paul doesn't show up and Daniel's out punching nacho, uh, punching nachos, punching Nazis, he punches nachos too. I hear, but you know. <laughs> Lee shows up to fit the bill in uh I think she's pretty great on the show. How do you like your time on the show? I actually love it. It's a lot of fun. Uh I've started watching way more movies than what was in my wheelhouse originally. So it's been really uh, a great time perspective of it as well. So it's not just like watching movies anymore. It's actually trying to like dissect the movie and like figure stuff out and understand things. It's really cool. It's enjoyable. Nice, nice. Uh, I'll uh, I'll start the show the same way we always start the show, and I'll ask you, what have you been, what have you been watching lately? I uh, I've been watching a few movies. So I watched uh, Promising Young Woman and uh, the Jab- Jabberwocky uh, for the Day Must Be Destroyed on Sight podcast. Uh, I also watched Boyhood for my class, and. Um, yeah, that is what I've been watching for movies. That that is a hole in my link later uh watching. I haven't seen Boyhood. So, it is an incredibly long movie. It is uh a very different concept. Uh I personally would not watch it again, but I am happy that I did watch it cuz it was something that was uh like completely new to me. I've never um, experienced a movie where they used the same actors for the 12 years. Uh, and the way they had it up there, set it up as well, there was no real storyline. It was more like the life and times of. So you got to see this family go through like the different phases of life. And it was also really interesting because you actually got to watch the bond that these actor, actors developed over the 12 years. So like you just see how they connected more so throughout the movie as the movie progressed. Wow. I mean, she's been watching high-class cinema. I, I've probably been watching stuff that people think is fucking dog shit. <laughs> man, oh, man. 
I, I, I just I, watch it for school. And and that's fine. You, you know, you can watch it for school. You can watch it for every whatever your motivation is. I I have the motivation to to watch you know, high class trash cinema. I guess if you will, you know, I I, I watch these two films because Cootie, our, our friend from Kiss the Goat, is having a birthday. And she's doing a listener's choice thing, so I said, I'm going to watch Mausoleum, which if you don't know what that is, this is a film about a woman who has a family curse that involves her to be possessed by some, some unknown demon, that she, she catches the fever inside the mausoleum when she's a little girl, and when she becomes a woman, like a grown woman, she uh, discovers she has powers, like psychic powers. Ooh. Her eyes turn green, very, very, very corny-like, and... She's very overly sexual, and this makes for a hilarious horror film that everybody should see. And um, it's it's wild mausoleum. See, that sounds more fun though. Like mine that I watched was really long. Oh, it's it is it is fun. <laughs> it is fun, but you know somebody else will say, "Wow, this is really stupid." You know, but I say those people are wrong. You know, but they they think they're right, and I say, "Whatever, brah, mausoleum's the shit. You should watch it." <laughs> Oh, do it! Watch it! Do it! Watch it! it Go see it now. <laughs> uh, the second film I watched for for my my candidate for the cooties uh, cooties viewers choice is Hellbound, which is a Chuck Norris film in which he sort of he sort of fights the devil. This is a film in which the the devil's um, I forget his name. He's like his 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 compatriot um, has a staff that's been broken into eight pieces by by knights from the crusade. So good old Chicago cop Chuck Norris, who's involved, who, who's involved in a, a murder of a rabbi, this happens. He has to go to, to Israel to go wrap this up with his token black partner and go fight the devil himself. And you know, if you, that doesn't sound like a barrel of fun to you, I don't know. It, it, it's 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 one of the, it's one of the better Chuck Norris films that I've seen. That sounds pretty entertaining. It's it is, and man. They sound a lot more entertaining than the movie. The movie Boyhood. Uh, I had to watch the other two. Wow. Uh, were a lot more fun to watch. One was a lot more comedic, and the other one was a lot more like intense. I like the Linklater joints too. I've never, I've never been big on his debut that everybody put so much stock in the slacker, but um, I like Linklater quite a bit. It's it's one of those things where um, I, I just I, I dig him. I, I love Days of Confused. I, lo- I love um, I, I love. I hate that Bad News Bears remake, so it's kind of hard for me to, to put that in the back of my brain. <laughs> it, that, that, that's the thing that he made. I was like, Why? Did, did you need the money, man? Seriously? You know? Oh, my God. They're, they're allowed to make mistakes. They're allowed to have flops. It happens. Yep. Yes, indeed. Because <laughs> there are times where we all have those moments where we do something or create something or have something where we think it's good, and then realistically it's terrible. It's like, hey, so. I need a paycheck movie. You know, <laughs> let's pick that Bad News Bears remake with Billy Bob Thornton, which is really the only good thing about that movie is Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> really is. Oh, my gosh. I, I watched some. Oh, here we go. This, this was fun. Because it's only like 75 minutes, and that's all it really deserves to be. Uh, it's called it's called Sweet Revenge, and this, this stars Nancy Allen and Martin Landau. Martin Landau plays a... Um, a, a sex trafficker, I'm, I'm guessing, because they really don't say what he does with the women, but he has recruit, recruit um, abductors that go to Los Angeles and, and take women back to, I'm guessing, some South American country. They really don't say where that is either. 
But anyway, Nancy Allen plays a reporter who gets mixed up in this this mess because she's reporting on him and she gets kidnapped and along with three other girls and they they get in in crew with like a like a huckster who sells fake perfume and they're gonna go take down Martin Landau commando style and go collect uh, Nancy Allen's daughter who's not who spoiler she's not there anyway she 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 survived the uh, the attack and she's still in Los Angeles but um. Ooh. <laughs> it's 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 really stupid, but but really fun. And Martin Landau is not doing much, but like being furniture in that movie. But it's got a young Gina Gershon in it, and I've always loved her. And this from like 1987, so it was made the same year as RoboCop. So Nancy Allen was the make, making that MGM dollar. With that, <laughs> and she 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 is wearing a wig in this movie. It has to be a wig. I'm not sure because she had like short hair in RoboCop, but this looks like I can, I'm I'm moving my hands, but it's like it looks like a perm from hell, and it just keeps getting dirtier and dirtier throughout the film, and nobody gives a shit. But this this film about you know <laughs> these these women who who all of a sudden. The one girl can drive anything. They don't have to fire uh, automatic assault rifles, and they know all these things. And you don't give a shit because it's seventy-five minutes long. It, like you're in and out. It's like quick and easy. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that's my quick review of Sweet Revenge from nineteen eighty-seven. You guys, you guys should watch it though. It's a lot of fun. Um, this movie sounds like a lot of fun. You are doing a very good job at promoting all of these movies. <laughs> See, and then you're watching me. You're saying, what, what, "What did he make me watch?" You know. <laughs> it's kind of like how Monty Python's been ruined for you by all the Monty Python fans. By all the Monty so Python what you're gonna fans. Do to me. <laughs> so I'm going to watch these and be like, what is he doing? Why is he making me watch this stuff? Making fine <laughs> recommendations, you know. And I'm sure uh, I'm sure Lee will be very happy about that and he, yeah. he, he hopes that I'll you be will like, "Hey, Lee, I'm bringing more movies to watch." Do it. Yeah. Yeah, I have fun with Lee. And um, if you guys haven't heard it yet, yeah, that 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 Walter Hill episode one will be out before this is out. So, um, last call at Torchies. He announced it on the show, and I felt so bad. I've been so behind on editing. So, it's coming. I promise, guys. Um, <laughs> it is coming. Um, yeah, today, tonight, today. Uh, Iris is supposed to be here, but we we hope she's okay because I haven't heard from her. But um, I'm here with Lee. And we're going to do alternate Oz. We're going to do the Wiz, and we're going to do the very trippy, very very wrong uh, return to Oz in parts. You know, <laughs> um, we're going to do this. I have. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just have a funny uh, thing to say. So, yeah. uh, I watched Turbo Kid with Lee, and I had to watch the Wiz uh, with for you like for this podcast and when i was doing the one podcast and they were he was asking like what movie have you seen i was trying to bring up turbo kid but i called it whiz kid <laughs> yeah i listened to the show yeah <laughs> i brought them both in <laughs> and then i started talking about the movies that i was doing for this podcast and again i said whiz kid so now my nickname for lee he keeps calling me whiz kid to make fun of me because i kept calling both movies whiz kid <laughs> i just massacred them both entirely I thought you, I thought you Canadians were supposed to be nice or something. You guys are so he's, he's so abusive to you. Yeah. <laughs> we are. It's only facade. Canadians are really not that nice. <laughs> Man. 
So they, 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 they like their humor fast and their milk and bags, people. Canadians. They're, they're, they're amazing people, you know. <laughs> What you saying about us, eh? No, I, I, I seen the I seen the bag milk demonstration, <laughs> and I was like, we got milk and jugs in the states. What's the point? It's just extra steps. Come on, people. No. You... What's the other one? Uh, <laughs> let's go for a rip, eh? There, bud. Damn. <laughs> I've seen Strange Brew. I know how to speak Canadian. goddammit. it. You know. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I say about, but I guess I've been told that it sounds more like a boot than about. But I guess, I don't know. I'll let you guys judge. No. You guys can make fun of me if I say no. a lot or if I say about. I, I've, learned, I've learned from the young age of uh, cheap public television from, from the, the, those Degrassi kids, how, how to speak Canadian, you know. And uh, <laughs> Yes. Oh, my gosh. But yeah, we're doing the whiz. Just, I'm sorry. judge me on my accent. <laughs> oh, man. I'm not judging anybody. We're doing these in, um, in chronological order, so we're going to do the whiz first. And uh, we're going to do it right after this trailer. In a different place. In a different time. Different people. I'm on my way to find the Wiz. He's going to get me back home. Oh, that's nice. Thank you. And good luck. Genius who created me only took care of my dashing good looks, my razor-sharp wit, and my irresistible attraction to the wrong women. What he forgot was a heart. A lion without any courage. Oh! Can you help us, sir? What's in it for me? We'd be very grateful. Yuck, 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 yuck. Damn it! 
that's the whiz. Uh, hope you don't get flagged by any freaking copyright things. They play a lot of the songs in there in that trailer. Uh, directed by the great Sidney Lumet. Um, I'll, I'll say effects by Stan Winston. This is an early Stan Winston thing, and I, I'm impressed by his earlier work in this stuff and a lot more of the cornier stuff. Um, your basic plot synopsis is this, you know, they move Dorothy into Harlem. She's played by Dana Ross, and she's uh, taken away from her, her humdrum, you know, live, living in Harlem life. Uh, pissed off because she's a teacher, I guess, and she's flowing to Oz, and then a lot of the stuff happens that you would normally see in The Wizard of Oz and other incarnations, you know. She's tasked with with the with the silver slippers to go to the Emerald City and then gets tasked to go take on the, the Wicked Witch of the West, which is Eveline, and, of course, go home. Because if you've seen The Wizard of Oz, you, you know basically what's going to happen. They get more into the books in the next movie we're going to talk about, which are, which are Dorothy's a real small part of those books. But, um, yeah, this stars Diana Ross, I mentioned Dorothy, Michael Jackson as Scarecrow, the the awesome Nipsey Russell, my favorite part of this movie, as Tin Man. Ted Ross as, as Lion, Mabel King as Eveline, and Lena Horne as Glenda the Good. And it's kind of sad to give this away in the credits that Richard Richard Pryor plays the Wiz, because it's, it's kind of like, you know it's a human being, but you know you want to be surprised who it is. But, um... Yeah. It is what it is. Uh... Produced and you know, of course, the music by uh, Qu- Quincy Jones. It, it was a big part of this, the, the Motown sound. Um, unfortunately, you know, <laughs> Diana Ross wasn't a part of this in the beginning because they wanted somebody younger, obviously, because she she looks too old to be Dorothy, obviously. <laughs> but um, they needed, I guess, they they wanted that name, but they they didn't want the name that was in the Broadway play originally that was supposed to be in the movie. Uh, Stephanie Mills is the actress's name, and Diana Ross kind of used her her diva powers. I guess she was a real real pushy about it and uh, put, pushed herself into the role basically. <laughs> but um, I'll leave, leave more leave more factoids for 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 later. I'm gonna ask Lady Lee here um, what she thought of the Wiz. All right, so I have this love hate uh, with this movie because uh, one thing I found um, there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of big names, so a lot of talent. There were so many uh, iconic moments uh, throughout the movie that were insanely impressive, like choreography, uh, musical, like all that stuff, like vocals. Um, but I just found that there was too much of a competition to show all of the talent off. So there was a lot of uh, just talented people, and it just seemed they all had to have this iconic moment that it dragged along the the movie a little bit too long. Because I found the it was two hours and sixteen, and I think it could have got cut down like a good chunk. Because um, there was a lot of the songs where they were just they go on for too long. There was scenes that you were just trying, you just saw they were just trying to show off the talent that they did have. Because um, yeah, because there was like. There was like some really good songs like that at the end. Eveline, that part was probably my favorite. Like the choreography and the song, like phenomenal. Like it was one of those ones like it gives you like goosebumps because it's so good. Um, and I also love the Tin Man. Every time he was in it, I thought he was just absolutely fabulous. Uh, I thought okay, I don't know if what you think, but I honestly thought that uh, Michael Jackson was holding back. Like from what you see with him and his talent, his ability to dance and his ability to move and compared to like the original uh, Scarecrow, 
No, like, I don't know. No, I, I kind of agree there, you know, because this was um, this was '78. I think Off the Wall was out by now, or maybe that was like '80 or something. But still, he was still. He might have even been. This might have been like reunion tour Jackson Five time, you know, where they got back together again and were doing the thing again, like dancing machine stuff like that. Yeah, so I just he he wasn't like he was a star. I mean, because obviously Jackson Five are like one of the biggest things in in the the seventies, but he wasn't the mega star he would become yet. Yeah, I just I just found he's like he's a incredibly talented dancer, like incredibly talented, and I just feel like he was held back for showing that because he like him his character because in the original wizard of oz uh the scarecrow is like a bigger like an out there character like he's bigger than life his uh body mannerisms all that stuff are very um like spontaneous and he's very clumsy all the time and his legs look like they're always drunk Mm -hmm. and this one kind of saw it with michael jackson but it was very like held back it was not nearly as what i it wasn't what i expected like if i'm huge fan of Wizard of Oz. It's my absolute favorite movie from my childhood. And I've watched it like 10,000 times. <laughs> uh, so just to see like the representation of um, Scarecrow, uh, it was just disappointing. Because like, Tin Man was amazing. I absolutely love how uh, he made his own Tin Man. Um, his way of being, his attitude, everything, I thought was beyond impressive. Like He was great. He was fabulous. Uh, just Scarecrow, not as impressed um it was good it's not as if it's bad absolutely good in it it's just i i felt something was missing compared to the wizard of oz though he um he was the the character itself i don't know if it's written this way i never seen the the teeth of like the broadway play or anything but um he 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 seemed like way way more subdued as 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 a comparison to the original to the original one from the from the movie because the other one was kind of like he, for having no brain, he was kind of like a like a leader role uh, amongst them. Yeah. Because Dorothy, yeah. she was like the Barbara of uh, of, of of the Wizard of Oz. She was afraid of everything because she didn't know about anything. And in this one, she's kind of like assertive as hell. So it's almost like they switched roles. Yeah. <laughs> they just kind of they gave her that uh, that leadership role. And yeah, Scarecrow just came second. Yeah, I didn't even think of that, but that's true. That is kind of interesting. Um, a big thing I do appreciate is the level of creativity, uh, creativity, creativity that this uh, whole movie had. Because the first scene with the graffiti on the wall, um, I thought that was so cool. Like visually, that was so much fun to watch. Um, and like I said, the end scene with Evelyn and the sweatshop. Uh, just the costumes and a lot of the scenes were just absolutely brilliant. The cabs that are never available, uh, how they took New York City and they made it um, into like the land of Oz, but mm-hmm. like New York style. Uh, I know this is based off a musical, but I still think their interpretation was uh, it was really visually uh, awesome to see. Like it's just see that creativity, see that uh, artistic uh, realm come out. Oh, the, the the set design is spectacular. I mean, especially you know, you see the great matte painting stuff in the movie, and the way they did Union Square in the movie, I, I the, the the golden steps, and you know, I, I was waiting for uh, for Swan and Mercy from the Warriors to come bopping down the stairs looking for the popos or something. It did it, it. It looked great. It's like they took everything and made it their own. And I didn't think about I didn't think about the 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 politics of the cabs. 
not be able to catch a cab. Yeah. Because that yeah. was a big problem in the seventies. The black, black people couldn't catch a cab because of the because of the racism. You know, but um, yeah. I didn't think about that. Thank you for that. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I loved how they put that in there. I thought that was really creative. Um, but yeah, I think I think even like the way they recorded it, I I think they tried too hard to make it look like a musical because I know mm-hmm. it's based off a musical, but this is still a movie. And I think with the the camera angles that they used, I found it was very. Um, it tried to show too much that it was a musical versus like trying to make it show that it was a movie. So that kind of took away because a lot of the times with the movie, you can kind of create atmosphere, mm-hmm. um, especially since it's not like a live show or a live event. Uh, you can create a lot of atmosphere and you can create a lot of like tension or like just mood with the camera angles that you use and how you use the camera. And I think they didn't uh, kind of, they didn't use that really in this movie. It was very simple when it came to the camera work. They had like a twenty-four million dollar budget for this movie, and I guess they wanted to either go big or go home kind of deal. Or a lot of them, you know, do it very, very simplistically or very stylized. Even today, you know, some of them could pull it off. Like I really enjoyed Sweeney Todd, the Tim Burton version, but I've never seen the play. But back in the day, and I know it involves a lot of like a lot of like crowd interaction with people and stuff, but. I made it through about 20 minutes of that movie. We had to turn it off. I was like, this, is, this isn't this is the thing that I saw, you know? <laughs> yeah, I heard it was absolutely terrible. Like, it's it was just a, a complete flop. Like, even the actors who were in it thought it was a flop. <laughs> like, that was there. If you're looking for somewhere where they needed a paycheck, <laughs> that's the movie. <laughs> it's like, uh, one day when I get good and drunk, I'm going to watch that Cats musical because I'm going to, you know. I feel that's, like, the only way you can watch it. Man. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't seen it. I haven't even attempted to watch it. I was kind of disappointed because there were so many names in there that uh, I was impressed by. And then when I heard about it, I heard even the editing team just kind of gave, gave up on it because there were some points where they were supposed to have uh, like the CGI for the cat or all the cats and stuff, mm-hmm. and some parts were just completely left out. Like <laughs> they didn't even bother fixing it. Like, oh well, good enough. It, it makes me hope that the Wicked musical is in the right hands. They're making a film version of that. And I, I know I've never seen it. My, my sister's seen it. My grandmother's seen it. My aunt's seen it multiple times. And they really enjoy it. So I hope they don't ruin that for people. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. I hope so. Because they definitely can do um, musical to movie adaptations. And mm-hmm. it does work. Um, but sometimes I think they try too hard to... Uh, stay true so it loses that effect because it's different like when you do theater versus when you do film it's different it's a different atmosphere it's a different uh, type of uh, interaction with the audience it's a different um, kind of uh, process so you learn that you do have to understand that theater and film are uh, similar in ways but also very different respect. you have to kind of respect that when you are making a movie and I think this one tried to just respect that it was a musical versus trying to say hey this is a movie because um, yeah there was there was just something about it like there was so much that was good about it but then there was just so much that lacked as well like it just uh, it was very in the middle for me because there's parts that absolutely blew my mind away and there was other times where I was like okay When's the next scene coming? Like, what's going on? Like, what is happening here? I, I can tell you a couple things, and I, and I love this movie for the most part, but, I, you know, I watched it for the show, and it felt really long this time around. And when you watch it with a critical eye, you could say, yeah, that this... Because they have... When they do musicals and movies, they have... 
even even in musicals that aren't are, are written for film, they have numbers that are cut out, and they're for good reason. And I I think there's a couple that either here that could have been shortened, you know, like um, oh when they first go to the Emerald City, and the Wiz is is doing his thing like, oh green is over. I like things to be red. I think that whole thing could have been cut. Because it was yeah. fine, but it, it 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 felt so out of context with the rest of what you were watching. Even uh, even some of the songs, I found they could have shortened them too. Because mm-hmm. I found some of the songs uh, got a little bit tedious; like mm-hmm. they just went on that little bit too long. And there was times too where they had the one song, and as soon as it was done, they jumped into another song. Yep. And the tone didn't match because it was either like that upbeat song. Uh, and then Diana Ross would come in with this very slow song. Yeah. I don't know. Because she's, sa- cause don't she's know. sad all the time. That's why in this movie, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I did laugh. I absolutely laughed about how she's just standing there. And she's like, I'm 24 years old. No. No, you're not. That's the problem. <laughs> you're not 24 years old. That was, <laughs> I was reading through the, the comments. And that was one of the, the critiques that a lot of people made. Because they're like, okay. Whatever you want to think of this movie, <laughs> she's not 24 years old. <laughs> that just made me laugh. It didn't really ruin the movie for me because, like, it made no difference. She could have been 50. She could have been, like, 14. It wouldn't have made – well, I guess 14 would have been different because she's, like, a teacher. Mm-hmm. But 23, 24, like they said, or 50 wouldn't have made a difference because it still had that same idea of, like, trying to, to grow and trying to learn uh, something about yourself. So – the age wasn't a huge factor for me. I could absolutely uh, put that in the back of my mind. Uh, but they could have removed that line. They really didn't have to go in and say, I'm 24 years old. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, even, even you know, when you watch the original, original Wizard of Oz, you watch Return to Oz, which we'll discuss next. I mean, Dorothy's got some pluck to her. You know, she, she, she's brave. She, she's assertive. Even when she's at a place she doesn't understand, it just seems like she's scared all the time with this movie. I, I just yeah. can't. I, that's one thing I don't like about it is is that the Dorothy is just she's just off. Although she's very whiny. She's very she's whiny very... indeed. You know. Yeah. But yeah, you, you get you get to our finale though. The, the, the time that and I have to watch this by myself because there's a certain point in this movie where Dorothy, you know, defeats the Queen, and then Lena Horne shows up, and then Horn shows up, and um. There's a picture I shared where you, you can just tell that she 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 ain't got time for Diana Ross's shit either, and uh, I don't know how <laughs> I that, that I don't know how that was that that uh that that memory is for her, but um they didn't look very friendly, but no <laughs> she does her song and you know the whole she does her whole schmeal about how easy it is to, to to go home at this point and yeah it's 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 and then Dorothy goes into her you know the home song which is probably my, my my third favorite song of the film, but it's been done better by other people. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you you watch Glee at all. I, I I'm a, I'm a, I'm not even a closeted Glee fan. I watched a lot of Glee, and Kristen Chenoweth, who was in the Wicked musical, she she does a version of Home on on the show, and it's it it blows Diana Ross out of the water. It just does. Oh man! But um, yeah, the film the film itself. Like 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 I said, it felt really long this time, and for for all the reasons you're saying, none nothing nothing you're saying is wrong. But <laughs> if it was like a, a cool hour forty five, and you know, yeah. I I think it'd have been a much better flowing film in, in that sense. And uh, change that Dorothy out, man. I, I I didn't 
I didn't need this kind of Dorothy because every other Dorothy is no. is totally totally different. She's just she's just cold especially in this movie. Since you, especially when you think like the original 1939 Wizard of Oz, we had a Dorothy who's just this kind of like adorable girl who uh, is very innocent and very. You see she's meek, but you see the development of her. Mm-hmm. You see her gain her strength and confidence, and you kind of see. Um, how she becomes a stronger character. And the same with uh, Return to Oz. Um, you see Dorothy again kind of grow. And she becomes uh, more co- annoying, stronger. And then with this one, you just see a constantly whiny, annoying... <laughs> That's all it is throughout the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it's just... There's no real development. Like, that character growth is just not there. Uh, it, the the act, um, Diana Ross really didn't develop the character. It was, um, it's a challenging part. Like, it is a very challenging part. Um, especially considering, uh, again, original uh, Wizard of Oz, it was just so well done that you're trying to compete with a movie that was, like, highly praised and is still a movie that a lot of people love and watch. So it's just this iconic film. So when you come and you take the character and you don't do anything with it, like you kind of don't make it your own and you don't develop the character, it it, it ruins it. It ruins uh, that story because like we see Dorothy as like innocent and struggling with the, or with her own um, confidence, and then you see her just grow and become this amazing person by the end. So yeah, I, I don't know too many. I don't know too many stories behind the set here, but it seems like everybody else was kind of working their ass off, and she was kind of doing what Diana Ross wanted to do, like throughout the entire film. Because I'm pretty sure I could see that. I'm pretty sure it wasn't written that way for her to for her to be so weepy and you know you know not not really giving a shit kind of deal and it seemed that way. But um, I didn't mention like, I mentioned. I'm sorry, go ahead. There's less care put in that character. It is. It's a lot less care, and it it, it, it kind of it weakens the film. And I can see why it didn't do gangbusters at the box office because they were really pushing this. You know, this is the you know the 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 revolution of you know that's. I, I think like the first full African American musical, and that's fine. It just it just she she wasn't she wasn't right for it, and it really hurts the film. Mm-hmm. I, I'll tell you what doesn't hurt the film though is uh, the Michael Jackson stuff. You get that's fun, which is you know the the, mm-hmm. the song with the crows is is a really fun part of the movie with yes! him. Yes. Did the crows not look like the ones from Dumbo? Yeah, they they were meant to look. They reminded me of the ones from Dumbo. The, this is my only issue with the with the makeups and the, and the costumes is the crows are are meant to look racist and it's kind of really strange. And the the flying the flying monkeys, which are motorcycle monkeys in this movie, they have yes. like bulbous lips and then you know and like okay, I see what you did there and it's kind of off, especially you know and and I'm not saying during, with woke eyes they just look off. Like somebody designed these in a wrong way, <laughs> you know. Yeah, they they looked. Oh, and the the friggin' um, the poppy scene where they go into like basically a strip club. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was I was like, isn't this supposed to be a kids movie? Am yeah, I wrong? They, they had to modernize everything, I guess. You know, it's... <laughs> Let's just throw them into the strip club. Yeah, Dorothy, twenty-four-year-old Dorothy is like, ooh, let's go here. <laughs> Not saying anything against it. It just. Oh yeah. It was just really funny. Like, it was just this so misplaced. Like, it just, there was no rhyme or reason. There was nothing, like, not even questioning it. Just being like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah, let's go follow these naked people. Not saying I wouldn't do it, but, like, when you see the character that she is, it just seemed like, 
you'd be she'd be more concerned about entering a place. Uh, even if she wanted to, even if she like was totally willing, I just feel there would be some sort of uh hesitation. Oh yeah. Uh the Tin Man set, the the, the the amusement park set. I, I love I love his story about hit me. I love the woman, and she left me here to rust. You know, because he 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 cried so much that he rusted over this woman, and I, I love that that deal. And the the slide some oil to me song, and I love I love Nipsey. Yes. Nipsey's yes. one of the best. I I feel that every day. You know, my joints hurt every day. Like slide some oil to me. You know, I I need some oil here, baby. And you know, let it trickle down my spine. I love it so much. You know. Oh, he did. Such a good job. He was brilliant. Let me lubricate my mind. I love it so much, man. The Nipsey stuff is great. Uh, Eveline, you know, she 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 oh, she looks like really? a mammy, but you know, when she starts belting out that song, "Don't nobody bring me no bad news," I'm I'm all, I'm all in at that point. You know, it's it's. Oh my god, that song! I wish there was more of her. I wish there was more character development with like um, Dorothy and Eveline, like going head to head. I wish there was. Uh, like that kind of background story because when it's just brought in out of nowhere yep it's uh it feels disconnected but the thing is that part is so strong that i wouldn't want it to to be out of the movie like it's just so good well you you, you have that in the, in the original movie that like you have margaret hamilton who was you know the the, the evil bitch in town yeah. and she she's represented in dorothy i'm guessing in dorothy's mind or, or in oz's image or whatever's going on in the wizard of oz it could be in her head we get that in the next movie it might be in her head um mm-hmm. it's represented as her as this evil woman from, woman from town who happens to be the wicked witch of the west and you're introduced right away to her i mean i love i love when the munchkins are introduced i love when they're intro- that 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 lack of introduction right there of one of the most iconic villains of all time is okay. is missing, you know. Yeah. She made it worth watching the movie to the end though. Like she honestly you got to that part and you were just like, Ooh, I love this. Like it was it was totally worth going through the whole movie just to get to this one scene. The, the, uh, the short I also found the short time you get with her, they it's represented in when she gets flushed down the toilet though. They cared that much about that character to flush her down the toilet. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I was just about to bring up um, uh, uh, the one or Miss One, Miss One, Miss One. Yes. So the first uh, good witch. I was like, hold on a second. There's the first good witch. There's Glinda, <laughs> and I'm trying to figure myself out because I was like, wait, wasn't Glinda the good witch of the north, and is the one like the good witch of the south? And it was just, it was very confusing to me. Like it was just very. I think I was going too much on the original movie, but um, I don't understand why they had to have two separate characters for that. Mm-hmm. Like, I just feel at that point it was just trying to throw more names in. Uh, but anyways, uh, Miss One, again, just fabulous. Like, that's one of the scenes where you see the beginning of the movie and you're like, this is really good. Like, this is awesome. That was uh, that was also a part that I really enjoyed. Yeah, but... The, so yeah, had... I'm sorry. Oh, no, go on, go on. Yeah, I, I get lost in the sets in this movie. That's one of my favorite things about the movie is the, the attention to de- de- detail in the sets and how good they look and, mm-hmm. you know, their, their journey to, to from place to place, which you get in the, the original. And, but, you know, it, it just it drags in parts. Like you said, that some, some songs could have been shortened. Dorothy could have been more plucky than she was, you know, that... Those, those... Very flat. Yeah, those, those two... Those two take, they take it out of the movie for me. But, um... Mm-hmm. There's so much. There's so much to stick around for, like you said, though. So, yeah, 
You, you don't regret your time with it. What's that? I'll, I'll put no. it that way. No, like just to see, like I said, just to see that end scene is entirely worth it. Like that movie, that one scene makes it entirely, like, oh my God, I love it. I, I'm going to brag about that part so much. But the Tin Man, just to watch the Tin Man as well, like him developing the Tin Man's character, I love how they took the original idea of the Tin Man, but completely made it his own character. Oh, yeah. So there was some uh, nods to the original Tin Man, but it was still him. It was him acting as a Tin Man, and he just developed the character so good. Like, never mind Dorothy. Get rid of Dorothy in this movie and just have the Tin Man. <laughs> yeah, we, we need more Nipsey Russell in this picture, people. It's, it's, uh... oh, amazing. Amazing. Just, that was like, that was worth it. Um, the first scene, the first scene with the, the graffiti coming out of the wall and the, uh, uh, Miss One, that was, uh, like visually just so appealing. I loved it. You just kind of get lost in that moment. Uh, that's that my was. favorite choreography in the movie is the munchkins in that scene. Mm-hmm. They were, they were just a cool concept too. Like just how they had the costumes, like the person who originally came up with this, like to have the graffiti come off the wall, like that's. My goodness, that is beyond brilliant, like exceptionally amazing. See, I'm 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 biased when it comes to graffiti coming out of the wall because I love Xanadu so much. So, but yeah, if I had to pick one, you know, <laughs> I, I'll pick my muse, uh, Miss Olivia Newton-John, and, and Xanadu. But you, that just that's that's unfair because of my love for 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 Xanadu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with, with that ELO, okay, when, when that electric light orchestra just hits, like yeah, uh, I'm in. But I'm in this movie too. I mean, I, I think we we talked a lot about it. I'm gonna ask you anything else you'd like to say about the film, and what would you give it a one to ten? Um, I, it really pissed me off that they didn't keep the ruby slippers, just because the ruby slippers are so iconic. Mm-hmm. That when they made them silver, I was very mad about that. Like, I know they're making it their own, but the ruby slippers are like the most iconic thing. Again, yeah. I, Iconic villain, iconic shoes. You should keep both of those things. Yeah, it was just one of those things where I understand you're picking and choosing, but that's uh, that's one of the ones that's like the original. That was the the draw. Like you always drawn to the shoes in both movies, uh, like the Return to Oz and the original Wizard of Oz, because the shoes are so like brilliant and colorful. Versus her shoes just look like plain shoes. Yeah. And. That took away from a bit for me. And I, I kind of understand. <laughs> I kind of understand, you know, why they went the way they did, though, because she's she's supposed to be poor, like in, for from from Harlem, from the ghettos. I guess they had to make mm-hmm. them look plain. But then again, when she went there, they weren't her shoes anyway, so it shouldn't matter, you know. Yeah. Uh, exactly. What do you give it one to ten, though? Um. Uh, this is difficult because, like I said, there's just so many brilliant scenes like just iconic songs and choreography and set design but then there's just i'm gonna lean more towards a six because again that last scene just saves the movie like it just takes it to the point where it's like yep you guys need to watch it just for that scene yeah i mean i i i'll I'll have to go with like a a seven and a half because you know you notice little things now and i think if, if, if diana ross was was i don't know I had to fight to figure out who you cast in this movie. That's not Diana Ross. I, they were doing things back in those days. Um, I, I, it's a seven and a half, though, because she, she weakens the film. And that, that's a real problem with The Wiz to, to me. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. It's a film I still love, though, that I can still watch 
and, and not on any given day because this is again it's like two hours and fifteen minutes. So got to make the time, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, next up, next up, kids, remember when Disney used to make fucked up films for children? You know, we talked about the Black Hole. I mean, this is another one. We're talking about Return to Oz uh, from nineteen eighty-five, I think it is. And we'll uh, talk about that right in the trailer. Remember how we spoke? Not to talk about us. This electrical marvel will make it possible for you to sleep again. We have to get you out of here. Powerful shit right there. Uh, Return to Oz <laughs> from 1985 uh, stars a very young Feruza Balk uh, as Dorothy, and um, it's, it stars uh, Nicole Williamson, um, Gene Marsh, who who plays our, our our main villain in this movie. I guess besides the Gnome King, but this woman uh, I'll get into later because I have a special relationship with her. Uh, <laughs> Piper Laurie uh, is a, a Auntie M. Um, Tim Rose, who people may know as Admiral Akbar from the Star Wars universe, plays TikTok as, as one of the puppeteers. Oh, Brian Henson pup, uh, does the puppeteers, uh, puppeteering, puppeteers, puppeteering for uh, Jack Pumpkinhead and plays him. Justin Case plays Scarecrow. Um, John Alexander plays the Cowardly Lion. Um, who plays the Gnome King? You don't see, you see some of the Gnome King. I can't really find. Who's probably, yeah, Doctor Worley is is, play, is the Gnome King as well. So that's the big reveal who the Gnome King is. But um, <laughs> the way this film starts is basically Auntie M telling Dorothy to shut the fuck up about Oz. You're talking too much about Oz because you're going crazy. Yep. So they decide to take her to a special doctor. You know. So if you're, you think this is a children's film, this starts film starts with her going to a uh, dark institute where she hears people screaming, and Dorothy's next in line for shock treatments. People. So she she makes her escape somehow I forget how to 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 Oz through through a talking chicken and she there she was the, what happened the storm the storm that happens yeah the storm that happens out. yeah yeah and, and she then the girl uh, rescues her the young girl yeah yeah she makes it to Oz some some way yeah. through the storm and then you know 
Yeah, she finds us all fucked up. And then people are turned to stone. The yellow brick road is broken. There's these nasty-looking wheelers about. And, um... The Gnome King is, is the head, head, head motherfucker doing all this nasty shit. And, um... I'll, I'll kick it to you again. Uh, Return to Oz. What are your feelings about the film? Uh, what a visually wicked movie. Like, just the creativity of the characters. Uh, like, TikTok. TikTok is amazing. TikTok is my favorite. I'm in love with it. Uh, yeah, Jack is uh, just a hilarious uh, character to add on to there. And I can't remember the name of the moose chair. I think he had a name, but I can't remember. But uh, that was really funny, like just how they had the the head of the moose and they like mounted onto this couch to uh, give him legs. Oh my goodness, <laughs> like how brilliant is that? Like just these small things. Um, I really enjoyed how Dorothy was actually uh, the age that she's supposed to be, like in the books. So that kind of gave you that uh, authenticity of like the books compared um, to the movie. I'm sorry, the movie compared to the books. Uh, the reality of uh, the mental health at the beginning is um, such a true statement because anytime anybody was, uh, even if they were struggling with mental health, it was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Electroshock therapy or yeah, let's get a lobotomy. Let's do this. Um, it's uh, it was a pretty common thing to do. So it was cool for them to show like the kids, and how they're just like, oh, yeah, cool. We're just going to hook you up. It's not going to hurt you. You're just going to be brain dead afterwards. But you'll be better. So um, <laughs> terrifying for kids, though, to show this for actual kids movie. But, uh, yeah. Um, I had another thought. And I just completely lost my mind. Or lost my head. Oh, yeah. So uh, I did think um, it's kind of like a far stretch. But I almost got, like, a, a sucker punch vibe from it. Of, like, how... Every time you kind of see Dorothy, she wakes up from this dream and she's like battling. So it just seems like it's just this whole other world that's going on while she's in the real world still, like her actual physical body's in the real world. And she's fighting this whole like um, fantasy realm. Um, but yeah, I think it was, uh, it was a really cool movie. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's all I got. <laughs> yeah, I, me, myself, I've I seen this as a kid in... This played on the Disney Channel a lot back back when I was a shorty, and you you didn't notice the little morbid stuff back when you were a kid. You're watching like the 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 mad puppeteering of of one Brian Henson who took up the, the mantle for his father, you know, when he was sick, you know, and it it it, it all the visuals look great. The J Jack Jack uh, Jack Skellington Jack Jack Scarecrow, whatever his name is, he he looks really great. TikTok oh, is so TikTok is like the most unlikely hero ever because he's like a short, stout little robot dude. But when she turns those those dials, he can kick some ass. She shows the Wheelers who's boss. Who I was terrified as a child. Those Wheelers were pretty scary stuff for me. They're so creepy. No, but the one the one that creeps me out the most is because I have a strange relationship with Jean Marsh from this movie because she was in this movie and then like three years later she would play Queen Bad Morta in Willow. So the the fact that she's this person that wants to you know mur murder Dorothy with her creepy man the scene with the heads is is freaky as hell like she's got these random heads like oh. in cases that she could switch out and you know oh god but she she she's the one that wanted to kill Dorothy 
And she was the one that wanted to kill uh, the, 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 the Daikini baby from, from Willow, too. So the baby cannot grow up and murder her. That's the plot to Willow. This is why she wants this baby. Because the baby's going to grow up and be a great sorcerer and murder her. You know? Um, so me and Jean Marsh have a weird relationship. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about her. Piper Laurie, too. I saw, I, I saw Carrie. I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Go uh, ahead. I saw Carrie way too early, and uh, Piper Laurie is, um, she, she's a powerhouse in that movie, and scary as hell. Oh. What were you saying? I'm sorry. At a young age as well. What's that, button now? I saw that movie at a very young age as well. Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> But much, much great like, parenting, yeah, great parenting, right? Yeah, that wasn't parenting. That was that was my cousin. Let me watch weird stuff. Oh, I'm sorry. I was about to say I love the rock wall, like the rock face. Mm -hmm. I like the way they did that. Um, every time I saw it, I was just so fascinated by it. This is so cool. <laughs> yeah, the the sets in the movie though, much like the wizard, are pretty phenomenal. I mean the matte the matte painting stuff. I, I I mentioned the Wiz. They do the same thing here. You know they do it to to get a visual style and to save money. But it it looks a little more janky in the '80s. But it it's still it's still very fun. We don't get a lot of the Tin Man in this movie, but I love that they call him by his his name that he's in the book. That the, the Tin Woodsman. She she calls him by that. And oh, I was gonna say I was like I wonder why she calls him that, but that makes sense. That, that's 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 in the book. She because that's what they call him in the book. And um. Uh, and there, there's so much going on in this movie that's freaky. I loved uh, There was a lot of, like, nods to the original movie. Mm -hmm. So uh, there was a lot of differences where, again, uh, they took from the original movie and they brought it over and they made it in their own, which is great. I love that. I hate when they try to make it too much, like, um, the same. I do love when they... It's Because it's a completely different era, too. Like, a completely different decade. So uh, to take something and to, like bring out your own creative um, version. I really appreciate that. But I absolutely love and respect how they have uh, these nods to the original movie. And the books, like, too. Yeah. I mean, it's really small, but they do make mention that when the Wicked Witch was slain, that the, that the Scarecrow became the King of Oz. He ran things. Mm -hmm. And you know, you, the, most, most of the quest of the film is her looking for a Scarecrow. Because he, he was the guy that was running things until the Gnome King messed everything up, you know? Yeah. And again, they brought back the ruby red slippers. And uh, the way uh, Dorothy talked, there were certain words that she said um, that were in the original movie that uh, Dorothy said in this movie as well, which I thought was really cool. So again, it was just a small nod to the original. Um, I think there was a... There was a like when Dorothy had a bow in her hair, it was basically the same thing that the original Dorothy had as well. So again, really cool, just small things that uh, attach um, the movies together. Yeah, I mean, I I have a lot to say about this film, but I, I wish I would, I wish I would have done a little more research about the book compared to the compared to the film because people have a lot of problems with that. Um, what's the one with James Franco? I forget now, but it it's, it it was the one that came out a few years ago that Sam Raimi directed. Oh. But um, it, I can't think of it either. I forget now. But people have a problem with that movie. I don't because they pay a lot more attention to the source material that that's in the books, and this one does the same. Because I remember when this came out, the books were became popular again because people didn't know people that that watched The Wizard of Oz and watched The Wiz may not know that 
that book series is like 16 books deep or something, and very little of it, little of it is about Dorothy, and it's more about this universe that she that she went to, but it's more about the goings on of what's going on in the universe, and they're very interesting. They're very dark, and I think this film captures the darkness of those books way better than any other incarnation ever was. It's um, it's just fun to see. Okay, so I know when I first watched it a while ago, uh, I didn't like it because it didn't match uh, The Wizard of Oz. Mm -hmm. There's so many differences about The Wizard of Oz. But now the second time that I watch it, while I'm watching it, I'm like, they really made it their own. They really took it and uh, they took the idea of the books, they took the ideas or some things from the original movie and they created their own movie. And I really think that's uh, that was a fun way of doing it. Um, yeah, I, I do, again, Scarecrow is one of those things, so, like, not having an actual Scarecrow is uh, it's kind of sad, but I loved how they incorporated all the puppeteering and they went that route uh, with this movie. So they did make it more um, kid-friendly, so with the puppets and stuff, except the story is def- definitely dark. Oh, yeah. Definitely terrifying for a child. But anyways, yeah, I loved it. I loved that they went the route of the puppeteering and that was different from any of any of the Oz movies that you see. Yeah. I, <clears throat> the director of this film, he, this is like one of the ones he's ever directed. He, he, he worked in sound a lot on for some pretty famous flicks like The Conversation. But this being his only direct, director, directorial thing, and I'm not sure how successful it was. I mean, because... I, I'm sure because of the dark nature that people were tr- were turned off by it. But again, those are people that didn't know that that these books were a thing, and that how how intricate they are were to, to the plot of this movie. And they just they just didn't get it. Let's put it that way. But, but now, I mean, this has become yeah. a big film in people's eyes. I should like on Disney Channel, or like saw it later and said, "Wow!" Or like you like you watched it the one time. And then you watch it again. A lot of those folks are the same as you. They watch it again, and realize the much bigger picture of the, the much bigger scope of the of the film like this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think I, I think I'm better for that for watching it when I'm older. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's always a smart thing to do. Uh, I watched it when I was I think I was like twenty when I watched it, twenty one. And I, I feel like I was just bitter back then. Mm-hmm. A lot of movies I watched back then that now I'm like, wait, this is actually really good. I really enjoy this. This isn't Lee's so, Wizard of Oz, goddammit. I'm a lot know? more open-minded. <laughs> yeah, I'm a lot more open-minded. Uh, I, I don't know. I had the sense that it had to be the same. It had to be the same. But uh, now I much more appreciate uh, when anything or any movie can really take it, make it their own and really make this, um, uh, really create and develop characters. Uh, still kind of like have the the same idea and the same um, original story about the characters, but then create something that's entirely new. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I ain't got a, a whole lot more to say about this one, except, you know, I don't, I don't want to, again, this is a film I don't want to give a whole lot away about, because there's, there's really, there's really some nice surprises in here, that if you've never seen it before, I don't want to say, and then this happened, and that happened, this happened, this happened. You know, the Wiz is much more paint by numbers to say, okay, you remember this from Wizard of Oz? Here it is, but in our own special way. Yeah. This is this goes a lot deeper. So I think you guys should watch it if you haven't seen it before. And um, I, I think so too. Mm-hmm. It's, a, a, it's a definitely recommend watch the movie. I'm gonna kick it back to you though. And uh, anything else you'd like to say about the film? And what do you give it one to ten? Um, I think I've pretty much said everything I had to say. Uh, I think this movie is really cool. Uh, again, visually, it's uh, it's a lot more 
or sorry, visually it's just so like so freaking cool. That's all I'm gonna say. It's so freaking cool. <laughs> like just the characters that they made, the costumes that they made, the sets that we made. Um, again, the taking some parts from the original Wizard of Oz, taking parts from the book, and making this movie and uh, kind of really creating its own um, story is freaking awesome. Uh, I'm gonna give this movie. I think I'm gonna give this movie an 8.5. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm close. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm at an eight with it. Yeah, I I like it a lot. And like I said, it has to do with the villains for me because Jean Marsh, man, she she'll mess you up. If if you haven't seen Willow, Leah, I'm I'm, I'm recommending that because it's it's a part of my childhood. You know, it's it really is. I and, haven't seen it yet, and I've been it's been mentioned to me like so many times. I don't know how I haven't seen this movie yet. But it's it's on my list now. I have to watch it. Like, well, it's it's got to be done. <laughs> when, when we when we it's on the list. If we when we do the Golden Child and Willow together, you're welcome to come back on the show again because I want to know your feelings about Willow, and the Golden Child. I, I might have to. Yeah. I might have to do that. <laughs> it will force me to watch it too. Oh yeah, ball mess. It's great. Everything about it's great. But you know what else is great? A brand new segment of the show that we hope you enjoy. And uh, I take my my cousin's child, Alyssa, and I introduce her to some flicks. She watched a faculty this time around because I didn't want to. So, so uh, this is her. This is uh, a new segment called How Sus Sees It. Uh, uh, welcome to a brand new segment uh, that I call uh, How Sus Sees It. Um, I take this teenage girl that, uh, yeah, I make her watch some stuff and she, she tells me what she thinks about it. Usually my, 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 my opinion of these things is uh, doesn't share with her opinion, so... I threw a softball this time around, and I'm going to introduce her to the show right now, to you people. Uh, she's our cousin's child. She's 13. She's hormonal. She's Alyssa. Oh. How you doing? Hi. Are you excited to do this podcast thing? I'm excited to have you. I am excited. I'm very excited, actually. Great. Uh, I keep telling everyone, I'm so happy I'm being a podcast famous. That's great. Um, I threw you a softball. Like I said, I, I made you watch The Faculty from 1999. Mm-hmm. For for the simple reason that we reviewed it once, and I'm mediocre on it, and I didn't want to review it again, so I said I'll throw a list of this, and I said she she might really like it because it's it's kind of hip, it's kind of scary in parts, mm-hmm. so, some stuff she might not get sometimes because they're 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 attributing other things. They call them homages, by the way, when they attribute other films that are usually better films, but uh. We watched The Faculty, and uh, as we do on this show, we're going to listen to the preview right now, and uh, here it is. No more pencils, no more books, no more teachers' dirty looks. The students at Harrington High have always suspected their teachers were from another planet. Is this going to be on the test? This is the test. This time, they're right These six students won't just question authority. They'll have to destroy it. Critics are calling it hip and scary. A thrilling ride from beginning to end. The faculty. Please report to the principal's office. Yeah, so that's what they call a trailer, girl. That's what the preview they play when you go to the movies and... I, I thought it was a much better one than that when I first seen it because I was excited to see it because I thought I was getting something else. But I got a bunch of pretty kids doing pretty things the the year I graduated high school and 
a- aliens and such. But I'm going to kick it to you, Alyssa, and I'm going to ask you first impressions. What did what, you think of the movie in general? Um, I enjoyed the movie. I think it was very interesting. At first, I was like, it's going to be an old movie. I'm not going to really like it because I'm I, I haven't really liked old movies and scary movies from there. But it, I enjoyed it. I think it was really well presented, and I enjoyed it. Um, I like the first part, like 20 minutes of the movie, I was kind of iffy about it. I was like, um, and then I watched the movie and I really enjoyed it. What did you like about the movie? Um, just how, like, just, I liked the characters. One, um, I liked, like, what was like, who was the alien and stuff like that. I enjoyed that. And yeah, and enjoyed how everybody like changed when they got turned into aliens. What didn't you like about the movie? I'm curious about that. Um, I mean, it was an old movie. I didn't really like it. Like, well, I didn't really like the fact that it was made so late, and I didn't like how some of, like, everyone... I just... Parts of it, I didn't... Parts of it, I, like, really enjoyed. Parts of it was okay, I guess. Yeah, I think it helps if you know... You know, there's a lot of young faces in the movie that you've seen other things. Like, you've seen them in other things before. Like, uh... What one co-host of mine calls, uh... The Zeke character, Josh Hartnett, she calls him eighth grade haircut. I think it's hilarious because uh, <laughs> he kind of has that little boy haircut. Yeah. But um, it, uh, a lot of this film ha- has stuff, and uh, we're gonna watch some of these movies too. I'm excited to show them to you. Like the uh, the older woman at the beginning, that is an homage to her character in this movie called Carrie. Well, it was a book first, <laughs> then it was a movie. And um, I'm gonna show you that one day. And they do an homage to a movie called The Thing. From uh, which is a remake from 1982, where they're doing the testing to see who's going to be the alien because of Zeke's Zeke's wonder dust, you know. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, um, yeah, I I I have to ask you more questions here. And um, what, what do you think now? Like you watch you watch a lot of stuff. I mean, older stuff, newer stuff. We're going to get into some stuff. What do you think could have made the movie better for you? Um, I think maybe what would have made it better was um. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Um, what would have made it better is, um, I don't know, maybe more teachers involved or like like something like, I don't know, added another character to the um, group of kids. Yeah. And, and yeah, I think that would have made it maybe better to show more teachers. Now, if you, if you watch the movie, uh, the TV show Dawson's Creek at all, because the guy that um, did, did the, the writing for this movie wrote that show and then later went on to write a pretty popular horror film called Scream, which we might do one day, because I think Scream is a much better film than this. Because you know, uh, the way the way he writes these people in this movie, I think it's kind of lazy, you know, because they, they, they make them... I, I don't know. It's, it's a lot... It's, it's too many tributes for me. When I saw the preview for the movie, I was expecting more of a... I don't know. It's, it's like gory. No, no, no. Because it's, it's not meant for that. It's, it's, this might be a PG thirteen. See, they do this, girl. They do this thing where they they make a PG thirteen, so kids like you can go to the movies and go see it without too much parental from interference. And um, <laughs> this one I think pulls it off pretty well as far as that goes. But uh, the characters. Now, now, what, what do you think of Stokely? She, she's an actress uh, called Clea Duvall, who I don't enjoy. It, it, I, I have to ask this question to you. Um, well, um, I think she played off, like, being, like, a monster at first. Like, remember how she, like, came back and, like, got saved by Casey? Um, I think that the fact that how she hid that she was a monster from him. And so, 
we found out she was a monster. I think that she did that really well. And I really enjoyed that part of the movie and how she was like, I watched movies where this happens and I didn't think it actually happened to me and it wouldn't happen in real life. And it happened. So yeah, I, I enjoyed her character, her and um, Casey and Delilah were my favorite three characters. Yep. And I know how you hate this, but you know, my, one of my favorite characters of the film, because you know, I've seen in other things is, is, the teacher, uh, Mrs. I forget her name, but she's played by an actress called F- Famka Jensen, and she, uh, yeah, she's good looking in this movie, <laughs> and uh, probably, probably my favorite thing about this movie, because I, I don't enjoy it all that much. It's made it's made for audiences, you know, like you kind of. It's made for this uh, like teenage audience that doesn't want a big scare, but they want a scare, and I yeah. think it does those kind of scares very well. Do you think it does those scares pretty well? Like like um like like. Like wow, you you jumped at a certain point in the movie, and uh, yeah, I did. Um, I mean, I think they did it like wasn't where it wasn't like a really really scary movie, but they did it where it was like, okay, we're gonna scare you here and there parts of the movie. Cool. Now overall, if you, you had to give a rating, uh, one to ten, Alyssa, because I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw some 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 real curveballs at you before you know it. Uh, what would you give this one, one to ten? Um, a seven or a six. That's fair. I mean, that's that's right where I'm at. So we agree on this one, you know. Yeah. So that, that's 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 why this is a softball. Easy easy way to ease you into this. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, would you like to do more of this? Did you have a good time? I did have a good time. I enjoyed this. Well, that's good. I'm I'm gonna. Yeah, that's about it for this one. And I, we, I guys, hope you guys enjoyed, Alyssa. And uh, she'll see you on the next episode. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Alyssa. All right. Bye. Well, Lee, it's been fun. We had a good time by ourselves, I think. And um, you're on a great show. Uh, I want to tell you, let you tell the folks all about it. So I'm on a show called They Must Be Destroyed on Sight, where we review movies. And, uh, well, we have a few beverages, and we review movies. Um, and I I don't think, I think they're at first they were doing, when I first joined in, they were kind of going through the decades. But now it's just been a little bit more all over the place. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a great show. Uh, I get to chat with Lee, Daniel, and Paul. Um, and we do, man, we've done like all sorts of different movies. I, I actually um, got to watch my first Spaghetti Western. Somehow my mom is actually from Italy. And so I'm half Italian. And I've never even knew that Spaghetti Westerns existed. So <laughs> the joke is now I'm the worst Italian ever. Oh, there's there's a lot of them. I wouldn't call you the worst Italian ever, though, because of that. <laughs> it, it it seems like it. It seems like it, just because I feel like culture-wise, I'm very not there. I, I, it's only my mom that I have Italian in me. Other than that, there's there's nothing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's uh, a great show, and I definitely recommend you guys to go see it or watch it, listen to it, listen to it. All of the all of the above, people. Okay, you know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, me, you can find all my stuff on Legion, Cinema Beef, Two Drink Venom Commentaries, Last Call of Torchies, and uh, official Legion Patreon show, Blood from the Core, with uh, myself and Derek Bourgeois. I, w- I will keep this really, really short, because I'm sweating in my closet here, baby. But um, thanks for listening. Thank you, Lee, for coming on. Thanks for having me. Oh, for sure. It was a lot of fun. And, uh, that was great. This is, this is it. This is the show, uh, the Sin Beef Podcast, where if you've got beef, we've got the grinder. See you next time.